Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. We don't shy away from topics here on Elevating Motherhood, mostly because I believe it's time we break through myths and assumptions with real conversations, resources, and perspective, like we're going to do today, and like we did in episode 15, intro to CBD, when I interviewed Will Clyden, the CEO of Ojai Energetics, a B Corps that produces high quality, organic, water soluble CBD. So many moms wanted to know more about CBD, so I went straight to a credible source, and Will's interview is filled with all kinds of information. Ojai Energetics has extended a special offer for Elevating Motherhood listeners, free shipping on every order, plus a free tube of CBD sports gel when you order three bottles or more. Head to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD for more information on CBD, links to Will's interview, and the special offer from Ojai Energetics. Check it out after the show, elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD. Thanks also to Mutu System for supporting today's episode. Mutu is a medically recommended online exercise program that is designed to support mothers postpartum. And it's not just for moms who have new babies. I started using Mutu two and a half years after my third baby was born. My hip issues and unresolved diastasis recti were continuing to get in the way of my exercise attempts and everyday comfort level. I decided to do something about it, and Mutu was the support I was looking for. I started to experience relief after just a week into the program. I highly recommend it as a way to boost your strength and confidence. It's gentle, doable, and effective. Plus, you can do it from home. Buy it once, and it's yours for life. There's more information about Mutu over at elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash Mutu. And you can also hear more from the founder and CEO of Mutu, Wendy Powell, in episode 41. Go check it out. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash M-U-T-U. Are you thinking about hiring a doula but aren't 100% sure it's the right choice for you? How does your partner feel about having a doula? Are they on the fence? Aren't sure one is really necessary? It is a big decision. Everything surrounding babies and birth can feel like a big decision. That's why my husband Chris is with me today to help you on your quest to gather more information, stories, and resources to find out if hiring a doula is right for you and your partner. 
This episode is two parents who had three babies with three different doulas sitting down together and casually talking about how our three doulas helped us before, during, and after the births of our children and why we absolutely recommend bringing a doula into your birth team. This show doesn't contain medical advice, just parts of our three birth stories in the hope that it helps you and your husband or partner or wife by shining a light on how our doulas served both of us during the pregnancy, birth, and newborn seasons of parenting. So what is a doula? Well, I'll start by telling you what they're not. They are not doctors, midwives, or lawyers. They are kind, compassionate, steady birth support that is there to provide you with physical, emotional, and informational support during this whole season of your motherhood journey. A little bit about us. Chris and I have been together for 10 years. We've been married for seven and a half and we have three kids together. We own a family renovation business. We homeschool our kids and live on a small farm on the island of Maui. We are both big fans of doulas. We were able to see in hindsight and in the moment, you know, maybe not during a contraction, (laughs) just how pivotal a doula's presence was at each of our births. This episode is also a shout out to our three doulas, Jill, Christina, and Kiana, who helped me not only educate myself so much during my pregnancy, but also supported me during my labors and helped me process my birth stories after. Mamas, this is a good one to share with your birthing partner if they need more information. I think you'll both appreciate Chris's directness, examples, and stories in this episode. Sometimes it just helps to hear the dad's perspective from somebody else, and we hope that it helps you both. So without further ado, this is Chris and I talking about all things doula. Are you thinking I'm overthinking or I want to, I need to be organic. It's a good thing I'm recording. <laughs> it needs to be very organic. I'm Shanti. Doula, doula, doula. Hey, honey. Welcome to the show. Hi, honey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to talk with you about this because I think that you were an excellent birth partner. And I also really appreciate your openness to having a doula for all three of our births. So thanks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> For our three beautiful kids. Yeah. Yeah. And all the things. So just a bit of background about us. We have three kids together. We had three hospital births. And we also had three different doulas. Shout out to Jill and Christina and Kiana. Thank you, ladies, so much. Um, so that's us. We had, you know, the three kids. A hospital birth isn't what I really wanted, but... I didn't connect with any of the midwives here when I was pregnant. Um, Things have shifted on the island a little bit more, but I went the OB hospital route um, and I have some, I don't know, mixed feelings about my experiences there, but I do not have mixed experiences about like, or opinions about doulas. Like I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate for doulas. I think that every family should have access to one, honestly, and appreciate the opportunity to get more information out there about what a doula is and how they can help different families. So yeah. What do you think about doulas, honey? Uh, I think they were very helpful. I'm glad that we had them 
for all three of our births. I think that they made things significantly smoother and easier and took a little bit of the stress away in a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would describe birth as stressful. Oh, yeah, stressful. <laughs> well, do you feel like I just sprung a doula on you? No, you. we talked about it. I mean, I didn't. I had never heard of a doula before. I wasn't even sure what a midwife was before that. I thought that was just from medieval movies. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, we definitely talked about um, a doula, and I think in the beginning I was like, "Is this necessary? Do we, do we really need a doula?" I think that was probably mentality of in the beginning, which mm-hmm. I think that's our relationship anyway. I'm like, is, do we really need this? <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, I'm usually, it's usually proved that we do it's somewhere along the line. It's awesome. Yeah, I think that um, one thing that helped was we, through our relationship together, you had already started introducing me to what some people might think of as alternative medicines or, um, be, so I was already becoming a little bit more open to alternative ideas like chiropractic stuff that I had never, which I completely think is the best thing in the world now, but I, I had never done that before we were together Mm -hmm. and even acupuncture, which I had never tried before you turned me on to that. So I think that, um, it wasn't a huge surprise when we were talking about doulas and realizing that this was something that was going to happen. Like there's a person for that. (laughs) There's an alternative person for that. Right. And I, I think, you know, I agreed to do it. But I don't know if I was 100% sold on if it was necessary or not. I didn't know if it was like a you know, necessary expense that we would needed mm-hmm. at the time. What other hangups did you have about, or possible hangups about a doula? I don't know if it'd be a hangup. I just, it was all, the whole scenario was new. So, I mean, right. pregnancy was new. Having a child was new. Going to, you know, the hospital to have children and all these doctor appointments. I mean, this is, these are all new experiences. So... I guess the hangups would be just being unfamiliar with what it is and seeing if it was an unnecessary thing or not. If it's just, you know, just a, I wasn't sure if it was something we needed or not, mm-hmm. but I was open to it. I was open to the idea. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. And then we met with them. We, you know, we met right. with all of them ahead of time and they were all lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't hire the first doula. I interviewed though. Um, I had, that's right. Yeah friends with that person now. (laughs) But it was interesting because I think that it was also a learning process for me too, because I knew that I wanted the support. I knew that it was important. Like all the information was presented to me, even as like a newly pregnant person, where I understood that this was something that I was going to want. And I didn't necessarily know what that meant because I'd obviously never gone through pregnancy and birth before. And so I was really wanting to lean into somebody who could talk with me about that. Um, And it turns out I felt like it was necessary for me to have that support person to talk the nitty gritty of female (laughs) pregnancy and birth stuff, postpartum stuff with another woman who had gone through it and who understood it and was comfortable talking with me about all this stuff. So, you know, I didn't have to necessarily always turn to you or to wait for a doctor's appointment or something like that. And doulas are not doctors. They're not medical professionals like acupuncturists and chiropractors like we're talking about. 
Um, but they are a resource that can point you in the correct direction or um, just offer comfort or information or resources a lot of the times, a lot of the times too. It's like having somebody on your team that's been through this a bunch of times already. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's your first time going into this, there's so many unknowns. It was nice having that calm presence who was experienced and knowledgeable during during the birthing process. Mm-hmm. So by definition, a doula is like a birthing support person. They're a person who offers physical support, emotional support, informational support, both before the pregnancy or sorry, before the birth during pregnancy is someone who attends your birth with you to offer all the different support during that time. And there's also postpartum doulas um, and those can be separate from birth doulas or they can be the same person. I was really fortunate. I felt like all three of my doulas were capable to be there during my pregnancy, during the birth and then postpartum as well. Um, but there are sometimes specifically postpartum doulas to help you with that transition time. And I think that they're just invaluable, really, truly. Absolutely. I think that they were very um, invaluable as well. And I think it was good, too, to um, meet with them ahead of time and spend a little bit of time and getting to know them ahead of time. I think that yeah. makes it a little bit more comfort- comfortable. Sure. That makes it a little bit more comfortable when you're in the room uh, spending, you're going to be spending some time with them. So I think it, it's nice to meet them ahead of time and get to know them a little bit and just become comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's they're, a... Yeah. They're going to be there during yeah. this chaotic time. Yeah. It's, it's To me, it's kind of a chaotic time. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, but I think mm-hmm. there's an element of chaos in there. <laughs> I would agree. I, I bet from a dad's point of view, I think that sounds pretty accurate. That's actually one of the hangups I hear most about, um, partners not necessarily agreeing of what if a doula is a great choice or not. I think sometimes a lot of the dads or partners come in and are like, you know, this is a really personal experience. And I don't want this person who's basically a stranger to be there for like what is supposedly, you know, one of the most magical transformative moments of our life. I don't think that they ever took anything away from me um, in that aspect. I think they were super helpful. I wouldn't say that I, I, lost anything because of their presence or I missed out on anything. Right. I think they were absolutely helpful and I'm glad we had them enough so that we had three. I mean, if it, yeah. if it wasn't a great experience, I wouldn't have done it a second time, but we went on to, my first question was when I, when we found out you were pregnant the second time is who's going to be our doula Yeah. because our doula had moved. I'm like, who's going to be our new doula? Because uh, I just knew that that was something that I wanted to be involved, someone that I wanted to be involved in the process. Yeah. Well, what did they, what did the doulas do for you during the birth processes? They were so helpful. They, um, okay. So I I think a lot of things happened because you had a very large, long written out (laughs) plan, you know, you had like a four page idea of what you wanted for a birth plan. Maybe. (laughs) And, uh, I think that they just, they're there to help with the intervention. You know, they can pump the brakes. They, they bring a calm and experience that, you know, for first timers, that was invaluable, you know, right. when they, when they want to come in and check everything and you know, nothing's changed, we, we're fine for now. You know, they, so they, they were that mediator between us and the hospital or uh, the nurses really mm-hmm. of, you know, we're fine right now. You know, we don't need that. We, we can pump the brakes. We can, we can wait a little bit. I mean, they, that was one element that I thought, you know, they have that experience and they know, you know, they're there. Something changes too. I mean, 
um, the nurses aren't in the room the whole time. They right. they come in, you know, on the hour or whatever the schedule was, whereas the doula is spending time with you. They, you know, they know if anything's changed, if, you know, if we needed to be aware of anything. Mm-hmm. So I think they brought that element to it along with just being super helpful in knowing what you needed because I sure didn't. <laughs> Obviously I didn't know what you needed. Uh, no, but they were there uh, and they helped. And, you know, I think for me, it was just helpful to have another person to lean on and not mm-hmm. all of the, the weight of being the main caregiver, if you will, during right. the time, you know, she did a lot of the heavy lifting, honestly. I mean, she, I remember like you in the, the back rowing and I'm not doing it right. And she's like, you know, she would step in and do it. And you're like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. That's Jill. You're yeah. talking about Jill. Yeah. She was, was my first pregnancy. She was yeah. yeah. Well, she would, she knew exactly. She had already had three kids of her own and she knew exactly where to put that counter pressure during the contractions. And then when she got tired and you all were switching out and you did not press in the right spot, I was pretty ungraceful about um, announcing that I wanted Jill to come back. (laughs) But she was so kind in that moment, right? She understood how both of us were feeling physically and emotionally in that moment. So I think I've heard you kind of describe it before as like she was a buffer, sort of in the moment mm-hmm. and with the whole experience yeah. and then also between each other, because, you know, I think that couples bring communication styles to every situation they're in and birth is no exception. And you and I have a great relationship. It's a high stress moment. And, you know, you are just in your heart of hearts, just wanting to be super helpful and comforting and fix the problem, which is, please put some counter pressure on my back. But then you don't know the nitty gritty of like where to put your hand. And she knows that. And also like as a third, per, you know, third person perspective, she's not taking things personal. Yeah. You know, I, I think maybe it's just me, but you know, people are be short with me. I, I can get a little testy myself. <laughs> so, you know, I think that it just helps to have, like you said, that buffer that mm-hmm. can help mediate and um, you know, Hey, maybe you, just go grab some ice chips or, you know, there was, it was awesome to have somebody there to tag team with. Yeah. So like I said, all the, all the pressure is not put on you to be the assistant or the caregiver or what it is because you do want to help. I mean, I I wanted to help Mm -hmm. as much as possible, but it is nice to have that experienced person there to definitely lend a hand and, you know, navigate the waters. Right. And as the birthing person though, too, um, I didn't want to be left alone. So for some reason you had to leave to go get ice chips or something like that. I I didn't want to be left alone because I feel like a lot can happen and it just feels very vulnerable when you're giving birth. You just feel really vulnerable anyway. And then when your support person just leaves and if a stranger, basically that's the other crazy part too. I was thinking about is that people are when they say like, Oh, I don't want to doula there. Cause it's basically a stranger. All of those doctors and nurses are strangers for the most part. Um, the doctor's not there till the very end. Anyway, they're not, at least in my experiences, they were <laughs> not there until the end of two of them. But well, the thing, the other thing is too, is the doctors and the nurses, they all work for the hospital. Yeah. The doula works for you. Yeah. She's your person. She is your buffer. She is, she's on your team. Yeah. It's not, you know, 
it can feel a little bit them against you, especially if you mm-hmm. are trying to go as natural as possible with right. as little intervention as possible. They are on your team and they're the ones that say, no, that's, you don't have to do that. They would tell you that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't have to do that. Right. Yeah, we don't have to do that right now. Or right. Let's, let's try again in 10 minutes. Or let's, you know, I mm-hmm. think that they had a lot of alternative ideas as opposed to a rigid schedule of A has to happen at seven o'clock and mm-hmm. B has to happen at eight. You know, I think that they're just mm-hmm. going through the checklist a little bit where if you're not looking to have all the extra intervention and uh, these other things, they're a great buffer in that scenario. Right. I agree. And again, it's not the doulas aren't there giving medical advice. Like I just want to, that to be really clear is that they are informational support. So they can bring to you a knowledge of the local hospitals, they can, and their policies, they can help you navigate, you know, what's legal and what's not, but they're not lawyers either. You know what I mean? They just have this information and they're like, well, this could be their policy. These are your rights as a birthing person, because honestly, to be completely blunt as a birthing woman in a Western medicalized birthing situation, it feels a little us versus them. If you want to have a more natural birth, that was my experience. I know that there are plenty of other moms out there who do not have that experience, but that's another reason I wanted to do a lot and was pretty adamant about it is because I was bringing my birth plan to the table, not because I was trying to control the situation. I was bringing my knowledge of what I had researched information I gathered, and then just my desires as a human being to be respected, to be heard, and just to kind of let everybody know like, hey, I have some basic wants. And one of those wants included not having a port automatically put in my hand. I didn't want a needle in my hand with nothing attached to it. They're like, oh, well, it's just there in case of emergencies. It was enough. It would have been enough of a distraction for me to be miserable during my delivery. It's distracting mentally, physically, it's painful, especially if you're trying to move around. And again, it's not painful for everybody, but it was for me because I ended up having ports eventually during my labor and it stunk. It was awful. I had bruising afterwards. Like I couldn't stand it. So I didn't want that for no reason. I didn't want that. What if when the solution was pretty easy on the other side of it? So when I in labor as a person in labor. And I feel like when you're in labor and dealing with contractions, that's like enough. I I shouldn't have to be arguing with a nurse, not knowing who I was going to get on staff. Right. So is this person going to argue with me? Is this person going to respect my wishes? So having that doula there, I never had to worry about the shift changes necessarily because my constant support was there as someone who uh, helped me put together my birth plan, someone who helped me and the hospital understand my birth plan and could say what my preferences were when I was in the middle of a contraction. I just thought of something. I think one way to describe it would be the medical staff is there to make their job as easy as possible. And the doula is there to make your birth as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the divide. Like they're doing what they got to do to make it as easy on them as possible. Whereas the doula is there to help support you and make it as easy on you as possible. Right. So a crazy story that Jill helped me through, um, when I was having our oldest, um, is obviously my first pregnancy, first birth, all of that. I ended up in the hospital to be induced because of high blood pressure. Um, I know a little bit more now, and I think I would have tried, Um, a few other ways instead of just being 
taken, like told I had to go to the hospital and be induced. Um, so I got Pitocin in my book, Pitocin is from the devil. It was not a pleasant experience for me and it ended up with me getting an epidural. And when I got the epidural, they said, stay as still as possible. Well, one of the side effects of, um, getting an epidural that can happen. One of the things that can happen, I shouldn't say side effects, but you can get shocked. If they hit something, it feels like you get shocked and it sends like a shock down one of your limbs or something like that. But it did not send a shock wave down one of my limbs. It sent a shock wave straight to my vagina. And I felt like I had sat on an electrical outlet and I jumped while they were inserting my epidural because it hurt Mm -hmm. and everyone in the room gasped and just kept on their business and then left. And it was so stressful, but they all left. Right. And if damage had been done, it had been done. Right. Like it's almost like everyone just kind of moved on. And then there I am laying there in labor in enough pain that I thought I needed an epidural. This whole event just happened in the room. And I was like, what just happened? I was like, I couldn't help it. It was like an involuntary jump because it hurt so much. And then when everyone left, Jill was still there. So I'm a talker, obviously, but I like to talk things out. And can you imagine if I was trying to figure out what was going on, if Jill hadn't been there? I was like, Jill, what happened? Why wasn't I? can't help you with all my medical experience. (laughs) Yeah, right? So I'm like, why wasn't I supposed to move? Why did everybody gasp? Am I going to be okay? What's going on? And she was able to be there to be a voice of calm and reason and information. So that's that informational support. That's that um, emotional support. And she helped me through all of that. Well, after I got the epidural, it did not take very long for me to progress all the way to pushing. And I would have been kind of taking a nap and I woke up and was like, something's different. I need to push. And I started to get really insistent and Jill went to go get the nurse. So you were still with me in the room during a very pivotal moment in my labor while Jill went to go convince the nurse to come. She came And I was like, I think I need to push. She's like, no, 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 it hasn't been enough time. And Jill insisted like that I, that she checked me not, it wasn't Jill's opinion and she was never presenting it in that way, but she was like, no, she wants to be checked. I think it might be time, you know, kind of giving her some signs, like basically saying, Hey, this is what the patient needs right Mm -hmm. now. It's what she's requesting. The nurse checked me and the baby was crowning. She was there. It was time to push. So my body was pushing out the baby. It was time to push. And the nurse said to me, hold her in. Hold her in. Wait. The doctor's not here yet. I felt like I was going to lose my mind in that moment. What on earth? Who tells somebody to hold their baby in? Well, now that I've had babies and I talk birth stories with all kinds of other women, I can't tell you how many women have been told to hold their babies in to wait for the doctor. It was insane. But which was not necessary. There was enough people there. Completely unnecessary. Right. My doula told me the nurses are trained to catch the babies. In this particular again, being familiar with local hospital policy, the nurse could have caught the baby, she chose not to. 
You know, thank heavens you wouldn't have known what to do if it had just been you in the room. I'm just going to do what they're telling me to do. Yeah, and that's that's the, the the advocacy that you get with him. You know, they're they're you're, we're just going to do what we're told to do unless we know better. Right. And I, you know, this is not my wheelhouse, so I don't know better. And right. If I'm your only form of support, I'm going to go with what I'm told because I don't know any better. Right. It was a fairly traumatic moment mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I was being told to go against my biological instinct and, and everything was happening. And then I was being told to fight it and it felt really unnatural and it was really horrible. And I tore and I did wait. It was almost like this good girl narrative thing in my head of like, oh, okay, well, I have to follow the instructions and do, but, but Jill was there to say, you know, Lori Beth, if you need to push, you can push, you know, you do what you need to do. There's enough people around to support you and kind of like brought the reality back into what was happening and gave me permission to do what I needed to do as the birthing woman. Instead, it was like, I felt like I was being asked to accommodate everybody else. And she was the only person in the room who had the wherewithal in that panicky moment to say, you do what you need to do. This really is about (laughs) basic biology and basic needs. And, and so in that sense, like she is my only, besides having the baby, right after was like the only shining light in that moment. So because she was there uh, for that traumatic moment um, and she was there for me postpartum too, because we were in the hospital and had a dreadful experience with a pediatrician that was Mm -hmm. also very traumatic. Mm -hmm. So because of the trauma of the birth and the unexpected nature of it all, baby being born two weeks early, feeling unprepared, feeling overwhelmed, feeling traumatized, all of this. Jill was there during that entire experience. And when my milk didn't come in for five days because of all the stress factors, she was there to help me through that and help me understand that it's normal for milk not to come in for the first three to five days. And stress plays a factor in that. She was the one that when I was home sobbing, feeling like a failure, feeling like my milk couldn't come in. She was there to help me get connected with lactation consultants if I needed. Um, Although I didn't need one because she was able to help me through that moment. She came with resources. She came with mother's milk tea. She came with information. She was available on text. She was caring. She was loving. And so even though she was technically a stranger, you know, I, I was interviewing a stranger um, weeks before, and we only met her occasionally. She was there for the, one of the most transformational moments of my life, understood the trauma, understood the details of it, and was then able to be the support and the ear and the resource that I needed on the other side of that too. So, I mean, if I hadn't had her, I don't, I don't know what it would have been like for me. It would have been a different experience. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think necessarily for the better. Right. Well, I think that's the other message and all that too. I mean, it sounds like a really discouraging story, even though a doula was there, but it's like the reality of it. You know, hiring a doula isn't going to get you your ideal birth. You're just going to have to roll with whatever comes your way, with whatever nurse you have on staff, with whatever doctor, you know, that they present you with last minute. You're just going to have to roll with it. And then they get to be that constant during that time. A calm present, yeah. Presence during the storm. I mean, yeah. They're your advocate. They're your team. They're on your side. They're gonna help you the best they can. Mm-hmm. That is their agenda. I think that 
there's other agendas involved, but that is their agenda is to mm-hmm. be there for you and for us. She was there for me. She helped me um, tremendously help. She helped me help you, right. which is the main thing. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of doulas now. I've, I've told many a dad, <laughs> as soon as I hear that they're expecting, like, you're going to get a doula, right? I'm like, <laughs> let me tell you about the doula. Yeah. Okay. You want this. You want it for her. You want it for you. So you feel like the cost was totally worth it. I don't even remember what the cost was. I don't really care. I just, <laughs> after the first experience, I knew. I was like, because yeah. it did. It made it made it easier on you and it made it easier on me, especially going into this not not knowing and not have, having the answers. Why not have somebody on your team to help you coach? It's like a coach almost. Like mm-hmm. a coach for me and, a, and a, somebody to listen and advocate for you. Yeah. I never once did I feel like any of the doulas, Christina or Kiana either, ever got in the way. Yeah. It wasn't move it. I got this. It's like, yeah. let me show you. Yeah. And only you're asking for something it. and I didn't know how to do it. They would yeah. step in and show me and they don't, you know, it was a trade-off. There was definitely mm-hmm. a, a trade-off. It, it went back and forth. So it wasn't like I was just uh, sleeping in a chair waiting for this baby to be born. I was still a very active participant in the in these labors mm-hmm. but I had somebody there coaching me as well how to be the most helpful mm-hmm. it's also a very um I don't know if this is the right word it's the only one I can think of like a subservient role too they always defer deferred to our relationship first you and I mm-hmm. they always deferred to our partnership they even deferred to my relationship with my OB or my relationship with the hospital staff, they weren't invasive. Right. They weren't there to kick me out of the room. No. And they they weren't there to kick the staff out of the room and they weren't there to tell anyone they were wrong. They were just there to be, like you said, that calm and that constant. I think if if she wasn't there, you would have had so many questions that you had been calling the nurse nonstop. Yeah. And where where she's able to just give you an answer and be like, no, yes or no. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they have, they know what's happening. They have the experience and, um, like I said, the nurses aren't there. Don't think they're going to go to the hospital and mm-hmm. you're going to have a nurse waiting on you 24 seven because they don't. Right. They, they'll come check on you periodically, but it's nice to have someone there just for the simple questions mm-hmm. and you don't feel like you're bothering. Right. Well, I mean, staff. that's a whole other like pain point for me. Like, I don't think that, you know, you asking nurses questions should feel like, uh, pain, but honestly, for me and my experience in every hospital I've ever been to, it depends on the nurse that's on staff at that time. It's so individual. Well, we've it's had not nurses. all nurses. We've had, we've had, we've had amazing, phenomenal, yes. wonderful. I feel like I just want to be your friend and hug you nurses. But they're shipped in. Yeah. And we've also had nurses that we've had to report for unacceptable behavior and not because I have like too high of standards or it was like, wow, you left me in the hallway, dragging my non-functioning leg, crawling across the, like using the handrail on the side of the wall to try to catch up with you as you walk away with my baby after I asked you not to take it. Like it's it's totally unacceptable. So I'm not talking about like just, oh, this person and I clashed. No, it was like super rude, disrespectful sort of stuff. Again, doulas are there to help with those moments, help you navigate it, because it's also a really like hormonal, emotional time. Becoming a mom is a huge deal. And sometimes there is that business side to hospitals, which I totally get. There has to be. It is a business. 
this is just such a personal experience. I feel like doulas are there to keep it personal. They also, um, every single one of ours picked up my phone and took a video and took pictures of our first moments together with our children. And that was just something that they did, but it's something that most doulas I know get to do. And they just have their wits about them when everything else is a flurry. Right. That's a good example too, because they're not there to be in that photo. They're there to take the photo. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not trying to intervene in your family and in your moments. They don't. They're there to help you get to those moments. Mm-hmm. Mm, I loved our doulas. Mm-hmm. I really did. Absolutely. They great. were all very different. They all brought very different strengths to the table. But at the end of the day, I just, I wish that doulas were more common. Um, there's a great website, evidencebasedbirth.com.org.com. I'll link to it in the show notes. But they said that a 2012 study, which is almost 10 years ago, I'm sure it's increased by now, only 6% of birthing moms used doulas. I would like to see it be much, 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 much more because it's just so helpful and just feels nice to have this trustworthy, calm presence around you. I also think that we need them more than ever right now. There is so much happening in hospitals and constant policy changes. And can you have birthing support? Can you not? What's the cost? You know, benefit analysis of of it. And I just think that doulas bring so much to the table that they should absolutely be allowed right now, even with COVID happening and with, with all this disruption, everyone's disrupted. And to have someone who can come in and be professional and be kind and be supportive, I I just, my personal wish is that doulas were more prevalent and that they were absolutely being allowed in all birthing situations right now. Me too. <laughs> I'm pro doula. Go, go doula. I'm team doula. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, thanks, honey. I yeah. think it's going to be really helpful for dads to hear a dad perspective and for moms to be able to share it with their partners too. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear like what the hangups are as well, because I think that I could talk them out of that real quick. Okay. Believe me, you, you want to do all there. I, I think that they were amazing. Yeah, they were. And, and I, I appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Kiana. We appreciate you. Hey, thanks for listening. I just wanted to hop on here at the end with a couple of closing thoughts and to just let you know that we appreciate you too, really taking in other perspectives and considering different points and really gathering as many resources as you can so that you can make the best decision for you. We totally understand, even though we're, you know, team doula, that doulas aren't for everyone and it's definitely worth looking into it more. I've linked a couple of resources in the show notes over at elevatingmotherhood.com. If you click on episode 67, it'll take you right to those, but it's definitely worth checking out and interviewing people in your area, finding out what the vibe is with doulas. Um, because even if you've never heard of them before, I think you'd be surprised, um, how many towns and rural areas and unexpected places that doulas really are. And if cost is a factor for you, many doulas I know have payment plans available or know of community options for you and your family. So it's totally worth asking about if that's a consideration you need to keep in mind. 
I also forgot to mention another wonderful perk of having a doula was that it allowed me to feel comfortable about laboring at home for as long as possible before going into the hospital. Having a knowledgeable, experienced mama around really eased my mind and gave me headspace and literal space to labor at home, which was so helpful for me. We could have talked about doulas all day long. It was really challenging to sort out which points to bring up, which stories to tell, and what to say to be as helpful as possible to as many couples as we could. And it turns out there's actually a lot to unpack. You know, we discovered that just in prepping for the show and then in our conversation and then this recording. At the end of the day, we are grateful for our doulas and the support we received and wish you the best of luck with your birth too. Take care. Aloha. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration, or maybe a little of both. If you liked today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.